What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ready Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. I'm previewing the 49ers uh, and Cardinals matchup. Matt, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good, Zach. Um, interested to see Trey Lance's first start. Um, I don't know that it'll go. I know a lot of people are excited about it. I don't know that it's going to go as smoothly as apparently everybody thinks it will be. But I'm very interested to see it nonetheless. Right. Yeah, same here, man. And um, obviously the biggest news of today, unfortunately, George Kittle on his birthday. Happy birthday, George Kittle was placed on IR. So he will be missing three games, which is not three weeks because the 49ers do have the bye week in those uh, in the next three weeks. So people were kind of getting that confused. How much do you think his absence will impact the 49ers, especially tomorrow against Cardinals? Yeah, I think mostly it's going to be blocking. Um, I think that's a big one. He's such a good run blocker. Um, obviously, he'll be missed in the passing game to to a certain extent, although it seems like he's been kind of phased out this year or maybe just not um, getting the looks that he normally gets. And that could be because the 49ers wide receivers are, are playing better, but I don't know. It's it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see. The timing of this is a little weird. I will say that. Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. Um, real quick, guys, if you're tuning in on Twitter, go and uh, check out from our YouTube account, 49ers High, because we can't interact with any of our comments or see them at all because Twitter got rid of Periscope, and now that's a thing that we have to deal with. So go to our YouTube, and we'll be able to interact with your guys' comments fully. Um also big news, Matt, we're getting the 49ers, excuse me, are getting back Elijah Mitchell, which is huge. He yeah. was very impressive before get, uh, leaving with injury. Um, and Trey Sermon, as of late, has kind of come on. How much, even without George Kittle, do you think the 49ers run game will improve starting tomorrow? I think that Trey Lance makes all the difference in the world because you have to respect his mobility. Um, beyond that, I think that having Trent Williams out there um, I'm not sure. I haven't seen. Is Alex Mack playing? I believe so. Okay. So the offensive line is largely going to be intact. Um, I think they dodged a bullet with Trent Williams. It's going to be interesting to see. I think Mitchell and Sermon can give you that kind of one-two punch, that different look to kind of go ahead with what Trey Lance can bring to the table. But I think Trey Lance is obviously the number one issue for run defenses, both because – He's mobile. He can get outside the tackles, do all those RPO things. And two, because, I mean, unlike, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, the one thing that Trey Lance does really well, even more so than underneath throws and things like that, is throwing the ball down the field. So if you're going to cheat up eight, nine guys into that box, that means you're leaving the guys on the outside in one-on-one coverage. And if they can get separation, Trey Lance is going to be good at getting the ball as long as he has a little bit of protection. So establishing the run early, I think, is going to be important, and I think they're going to be able to do it. Uh, it just, you know, to what effect uh, is going to be the real key. The better they can run the ball, the more they're going to be in the game, plain and simple. Most definitely. I think that's their best chance of winning the game tomorrow against the Cardinals. Um, they need to run the ball like 40, 50 times, I think. Get that ground game really going. Um, I know Stewart, I think he was saying uh, the Cardinals – I think rank close to last, if not last, against run defense. Um, I believe they will also be without one of their top corners, not their top corner, Byron Murphy, which is big, and their running back, Chase Edmonds, will be a game-time decision. So um, while the 49ers are getting some key players back, looks the Cardinals will be without a few. Um, uh, Comment here from Kay Carpenter. Would love for Kyle to use three or more. Three or four wide receiver sets utilizing Ayuk, Debo, and Sherfield all on the field together, but I'm afraid Kyle will blow this opportunity to utilize Trey's arm. What do you think, Matt? Um, I think the most important thing is get Trey Lance comfortable doing something. Um, there's time. I know everybody wants Trey Lance to be fantastic right off the bat, but it's probably not going to happen. I expect Trey Lance to have a very mixed game tomorrow, to be honest, um, because he's growing. He's a raw rookie. He has a ton of immense physical attributes and talent but it's going to take him time to really work into being a good quarterback versus just being an athletic and good football player so that's what we're really looking forward to is that transition it's going to take some time i don't think that you can you know have him go out there for a half last week and get a week of practice and all of a sudden he's going to you know look like a world beater i just don't i don't think that that's the play what you want to see is positive steps forward for him um, in, in this week. 
And this is a tough, you know, even with Byron Murphy out, this is a tough Cardinals defense. So particularly, uh, you know, against the pass. I mean, this team has absolutely shut down some really good teams, the Tennessee Titans, you know, the, the Rams. It's just you have to go out there and you have to improve upon what you did the week before. You want Trey Lance to start stacking together weeks that are as good or better than he did before. And this is going to be a learning experience for him. It's going to be hard for him. Um, I don't. I think it's really weird that people think that the 49ers are going to go out there and just boat race the Cardinals. I think that's a, a little bit too optimistic. Um, I like to keep it more real. Um, but you just want to see Lance make strides. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think that – I don't know. I, I, I keep going back and forth between the 49ers have absolutely no shot at winning this game, and then also we don't know what Trey Lance really is. So there's that just X factor of maybe – I mean, it's the NFL, so any given Sunday for sure. Like any right. team can be any team in any given week. That's we've had enough years of experience to know that that's absolutely the case. So I'm not going to go out there and say like there's no way that the 49ers can beat the Cardinals. But I think if these teams played ten times, the Cardinals are going to win more than they lose. Um, you just hope that one of those you know 49ers wins can make its way into reality tomorrow. Right, yeah, and I think what was most promising too last week towards the end of the Seahawks game was, and we talked about it in the in the post game recap, Matt, is how much Trey Lance improved throughout the game. And the thing that stood out to me the most: zero turnovers. Trey Lance did yeah. not turn the ball over. Not even Jimmy could say that, and he only played a half as well. So I think that that was huge, especially for a rookie in his first meaningful NFL, uh, you know, playing time. That was more than just a snap here or there. He didn't turn the yeah. ball over. He he took care of that it, was so. he, that was huge. But I will say he threw a couple that could have been very yeah very uh, yeah they're very close. I don't I don't know that you count on that to continue. So he's definitely going to have some turnovers. He's going to make some throws that you're going to be like, what the hell was that? But I mean that's it's again, and people are going to be like, well, are you going to judge him like you judge Jimmy? Not exactly the same because Jimmy's an eight year vet versus being a rookie. You kind of expect those weird throws, those bad decisions out of a rookie as they grow into the NFL level. I mean, we've seen it from – I mean, listen, Trevor Lawrence has been anointed a number one pick for the past three years, and I know that he plays in Jacksonville, but, I mean, all you have to do is look at that flea flicker um, and really look at it and go, why did he throw that? And why did he throw it so softly? That was a strictly Trevor Lawrence decision, and – even with the best of the best, you can see they need time to adjust and acclimate to the NFL game. Exactly, yeah. That's that's the biggest thing, and I think we talked about it this week on our Diners News show on our YouTube channel, is that there, it's not logical to hold Jimmy and Trey to the same standards. Jimmy, theoretically, should be held to a higher standard just because he's been doing this at the NFL level, level for so much longer than Trey. Um, the mess-ups, mistakes, whatever you want to call them that we see with Jimmy is stuff that people should be kind of bracing embracing to happen with Trey Lance just because of his inexperience and his you know first year starting so um yeah it's going to be very very interesting to see how this shapes out um pulling up the the final injury report as per Matt Mayoko out obviously Jimmy Garoppolo and Kwan Williams George Kittle this was yesterday he's doubtful obviously he's out he's on IR and questionable is Javon Kinlaw and Samson Ebicum so it seems like three of those we know for sure. It's just Kenlon Ebicom. We'll have to see going into tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, this is a good question here from Corey. Benjamin elevated from the practice squad. Y'all think Kyle's going to dial up a deep shot to him? I think it's more so that Cannon's not fumbling any more kickoffs, to be honest. Uh, yep. there, I mean, there's a possibility, but even if you bring Benjamin up, I mean, what's his position on the depth chart? I mean, he's got to be behind – Obviously, Debo and Ayuk, but even beyond that, Sherfield, Sanu, um, probably even uh, um, uh, Jawan Jennings at this point. So where does he really fit in? I mean, yeah, you can put him out there as a burner, but I think at this point in his career, everybody knows that, you know, if, you, if you're putting him out there, he's probably going to run like two routes. Yeah. He's either running a fly route or he's going to run a curl. And that's yeah. about all he's going to run. So. I don't know. I, it, it'd be interesting to see, but I just think that it's more so for his special teams ability more than anything because that cannon return was just very, very uh, embarrassing, <laughs> to be honest. What's unfortunate is that cannon had 
it provided a nice spark for the team just the week prior against Green Bay. Um, but then, of course, we all saw what happened, uh, the fumble and the second fumble. That really turned the whole game around. I forget who tweeted it, but they were going over the win prediction, you know, probability meter. And right when yeah. that happened, that was when the two lines crossed. And up until that point, the Niners had 100% win probability. And then when yeah. the fumbles. And it's really unfortunate, too, just because – I saw people on Twitter and, you know, obviously Twitter gets real silly, but they were saying, oh, you know, Jimmy went into the game tied and Trey Lance came in and they ended up losing. And it's just like, well, dude, listen, Trey Lance obviously didn't get going on the first two drives. It was three and out. But guess how many the 49ers defense had in that first half and only got seven points. And now you're talking about, yeah, Seattle went down and scored. But then before Lance gets a chance to do it again, Cannon makes a boneheaded play, and all of a sudden it's a 14-point swing without Lance even touching the ball. So I don't see how that's on Lance, and I thought that he did a good job of keeping them in the game and and not losing his head and coming out and scoring 14 points um, on those next couple drives. But, yeah, it's it's really weird. It's really weird because people would be like, uh, you know, oh, uh, you know, Trey Lance went three and out and you guys didn't blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, well, yeah, this this is what we're talking about. The defense did the same thing, and Jimmy did nothing with it. At least Trey went three and out a couple times, but he was able to come back and score. And, again, if he was in the game the whole time, do they score more points? I don't know, but it's very possible that they score more than the seven in the first half. So... It remains to be seen. I'm just really excited to see it. Um, even if, um, and, and we're, I, I guess I should just get into it now. Even if we need to kind of speak about what George Kittle's future on this team really is. Um, and this is not a slight at George or anything like that. I'm, you know, some people are out there saying that he's, you know, playing some gamesmanship because, you know, he's Jimmy's boy. I don't think it's about that. I think the thing that you look at with George Kittle is, again, it's his birthday, so he's now what, 29 years old? I think so, yeah. 28, 29? And you talk about the style of play where he plays 115 miles an hour at all times. I don't think that there's been a year in his career other than the record-setting year where he didn't have some type of injury. And you just look at his play style and you're like, man, listen, can he hold up? Can he be somebody that you rely upon? I mean, if we can have these discussions about Jimmy Garoppolo, we need to have them about George Kittle too. Um, Obviously, George Kittle is more talented at his position than Jimmy Garoppolo is at his, but that makes the unreliability and the, the, the nature of what Kittle does um, in terms of getting injured that much worse, just because it takes away so much from a blocking perspective, from a pass catching perspective. And you just look at the way that he plays and you just wonder, is he one of these guys that's going to flame out early because his body just kind of gives up on him. And we have these same questions about Rob Gronkowski, who, you know, had to retire and take a year off just because his body was so beat up um, from from all those injuries. And I think it's a similar situation with George Kittle, where I mean, he's still wearing the shoulder tape from his second year. You know, um, he's been dealing with lower body injuries the last few years. He tries to play through them, but then you get these situations where he's going to miss three games, and it's like, oh, it's just the hope is that you know, this calf will calm down and then he can come back and be full go or whatever. It's just, you know, at some point or another, maybe you have to start looking to the future and, and look at, if not, I don't want to say replace George, cause I don't think that that's a proper move at this time, but at least supplementing George Kittle with something more for as much as we love Ross Dwelly and Charlie Warner, something a little more substantial than those two. Most definitely. Um, we got a $20 super chat from Debbie Ryan. Thank you very much, Debbie. Uh, Absolutely. She said, Good evening, my Niner Absolutely. bros. Tomorrow will be a hold my breath, fingers crossed, and prayers all at the same time game. We need to beat the Cardinals for real. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Um, it's going to be we, tough. We do need the win. I'm, I am got I got beer on, on ice ready to go for that game. That's for sure. Yeah. Exactly. And I think what sucks, too, is that if the 49ers had just beat the Seahawks last week, they would have been so far buried in the NFC West. It would have been very hard for them to come back. But they couldn't get the job done, and now the Seahawks are very much alive, even with Russell Wilson missing. You know, no, they're games. done. They're toast. They're toast. They're we'll toast. see. They have that Seahawk luck. I won't no. write them off just yet. 
No, but you gotta you gotta counteract that with Geno Smith luck. So no, they're toast. That's fair. That's they're fair. toast. They're gonna lose. What's their? I don't know what their schedule is like. Uh, but it's they it's play very any- easy. I, I I tweeted it out yesterday. Let me pull it up. They have a very lucky next eight games. And oh, I have it right here. Okay, so uh, next week at Pittsburgh, and then they go home for New Orleans, home for the Jags at Green Bay. Um, there's a bye week in between Jacksonville and Green Bay. And then Arizona at Washington, San Francisco at home, and then at Houston. So theoretically, every single game. Really, Geno Smith sucks. I mean, the Seahawks have Seattle. Uh, excuse me, Russell. Geno Smith's really best career highlight was knocking out a teammate. <laughs> Their defense is what, historically get knocked bad. out by a teammate. See, I don't even remember because Geno Smith sucks. I, okay, yeah. Without Russell Wilson, that entire team. Listen, don't get it twisted. That entire team was has been carried by Russell Wilson, and we're about to see how valuable Russell Wilson is now that he's gone. Don't expect DK Metcalf to be catching deep shots. No, no, you're right. You know, you're can't right. get there. Don't expect Tyler Lockett to be getting all these passes. So then, what do you have? You have a trash O line. Chris Carson, who can only stay healthy eight of sixteen or seventeen games out of the season, and you got two deep threat wide receivers who can't go deep because your quarterback can't get them the ball. That smells like winless without Russell Wilson to me. Yeah, they're toast. They're done. They're not winning shit. They're fourth place in the division. Yep. All right. Um, let's get the the sponsorships through right now because the the fight is about to start um, soon. I know some fights are already Do on. It. So thank Do you it. everybody for tuning in. We want to say thank you to our sponsors, and we'll start off with my bookie. Uh, go to mybookie.ag right now and use our promo code HIVE and start betting on everything. You can bet on the fight. You can bet on uh, the 49ers game. They have a bunch of props right now. Mybookie.ag, promo code HIVE, um, and you'll automatically get 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000, and you'll get a $20 casino chip to the MyBookie Casino. Uh, you'll see the $100, 100% – excuse me – deposit match as soon as you go to make your first bet it's really cool guys so go check out this offer will not be around for much longer you can bet on the fight tonight i got some money on it so go check it out mybookie.ag and promo code hive mybookie.ag but anything anywhere with my bookie and next we have some new merch matt we do have oh. some new merch so i'm going to pull it up we had to in celebration of the leading receiver in the NFL when it comes to receiving yards. We got some new Debo Samuel merch, guys. Um, go – the link is in the description, but you can also go to shop49ershive.com and enter code RGS15, as in red gold standard, 1-5, for 50% off your entire purchase. We got this in men's, women's, tumblers, you know it, um, and it's brand new. We just unveiled it Thursday morning, so go and check that out. We're super excited for this one. And luckily, Teespring didn't pull it down. So go and check that out. Um, Knock on wood for that, brother. They, they would have done it already. So <laughs> next, we got our gold stamp, which Matt likes to call. Go acre gold. You can buy gold for as little as $50 a month. Once you reach the, mark, reach the market price, two and a half grams of gold, acre gold will send you your gold stamp. Two and a half grams of gold. You don't have to fork out $100 at once. Go and check it out. Link is in the description as well. Um, and lastly, 81 Vino, shout out to Terrell Owens, who has started his own wine company, 81 by Terrell Owens. Go to 81vino.com, enter code HIGH for 10% off, and you'll get free shipping on two or more bottles. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Go support them because they support us. Absolutely. Now, let's get back to this game, Matt. How can the 49ers? <laughs> Joey, I'm on the Gino Wood burn cereal train. Yeah. That's what I'm probably on. anyway. Um, back to the game. How can the 49ers stop Kyler Murray? No team has done it so far this season. They're gonna have to force him into making mistakes. Um, and it, it, it's unfortunate because the 49ers are absolutely dreadful at takeaways this year. They have one through four games. Um, not not good enough. They're gonna have to force some turnovers. Um, I'm still gonna go. Well, you'll see it later. It's gonna be my prediction, like always, until it happens. But. Um, you're just going to have to force Kyler into situations with that pass rush where he's rushing to throw the ball downfield, and hopefully you can create some turnovers. Um, I think that 
other than that, you want to keep things in front of you. Don't get beat deep. Don't let DeAndre Hopkins beat you deep. Um, he's going to get his. A.J. Green is going to get his. Um, it's just a matter of you have to pace their offense with your offense, and whoever makes the least mistakes is probably going to win the game. Yeah. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Debo – excuse me, not Debo. Kyler has thrown an interception in every game aside from last week. Um, yeah. Something to keep an eye on. The 49ers have been atrocious at – forcing turnovers hopefully that starts stops this week because the 49ers definitely going to need some help um and the thing is too division games are always weird and funky exactly exactly you never know uh taryn says uh jacksonville did a pretty good job on murray that game was very close up until around if i remember the third quarter um and then it just completely screwed it up is what screwed it up yeah um so i think the 49ers I don't know, man. I keep – it's like I want to be so optimistic and say I think they got a shot, and then I, like, I feel my brain pulling my heart back, like, shut up, Zach. No, they don't. It's yeah. just so hard to predict with the rookie quarterback that we really don't know how he's going to handle it. If he handles it well, if the 49ers go out there and run well, I think they do have a shot. Um, Arizona – let me pull up their, their schedule here, see who they've beaten so far. I know yeah, they beat the Rams – the Rams, the Jaguars, and Seattle, I think. Oh, not necessarily any world-class, you know, teams here. I mean, and the Rams are good. The Rams are good, but they also the Ra- struggle I mean, the against Rams Seattle. Race Tampa Bay, so. Yeah, yeah, but then they looked like crap on Thursday night. They got the win, so I, I can't say that too much. Um, but we'll see. I think having Josh Norman back is going to be big. Emmanuel Mosley has played extremely well since coming back from his injury to start the season. So that's big. Um, Drake Kirkpatrick was surprisingly good last week um, against Seattle. I mean, they held, we talked about it. They held um, DK and uh, what's the other one? Lockett to like 89 yards receiving or something like that to Russell Wilson, 150 total. I think like 120 net. That's huge. That's huge for a secondary. Um, against the arguably one of the, the best duos in the NFL right now, receivers. So I think yeah. they have a chance. The problem is the pass rush needs to get home. They can't mm-hmm. allow Kyler Murray to be back there. I mean, if you're asking those guys to cover Hopkins, Green, and Kirk for more than a couple of seconds, they're going to get cooked, just like any DBs would get cooked. Um, Kyler Murray has this funny knack of extending plays. They're going to have to get home on him and get home quick and not allow him outside of the pocket to make plays with his feet. Easier said than done. We need to see if D'Amico Ryan's defense can do it better than Robert Sala's defense did it. That's going to be a real key to this game is making sure that Kyler Murray doesn't, you know, gash them on the ground or, you know, get outside of contain. And that causes, you know, coverage to break down on the back end because, you know, they have that internal clock in their head where it's like, all right, how long do I have to cover this guy? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think keeping contained is huge just because Kyler is such a magician when it comes to extending plays with his legs. We saw Russ do it last week um, in that touchdown throw where we thought Dante Johnson surely had him wrapped up. Certainly not. Kyler is just as lethal. Um, Here's Joey with some stats on Arizona's rushing defense. Uh, DVOA 16th, success rate 29th, PFF 31st. Hoping both Trey's and Mitchell can get it going early on the ground. And I think Kyle Shanahan will look to get that done. Um, because I think he knows the running game is going to be extremely vital to the 49ers finding success in this game. And they yeah. can't f- come out slow. They cannot afford a slow start because if they do, uh, Kyle, uh, Arizona with Kyler Murray this season, they're averaging like 35 points a game. So the 49ers are going to need to put up more than that yeah. likely to win this game. Yeah, and what I'd like to see, honestly, what I'd like to see out of Kyle right off the bat is a play-action shot right on the first play. Mm-hmm. Try to beat him over the top. Yep. Yep, just like, like uh, just, Terrence I mean, just, just air it out and let Arizona know, no, we're here to play today. Like, we're, we're going to push the ball down the field. Yep. And I want it to be a throw outside the numbers. Yeah, exactly. So. And we, we know Trey's capable. We know oh, yeah, these receivers can get deep. Um, and, yeah, you know, we said it earlier. Terrence just said it right now. Byron Murphy, yeah, we should take full advantage of these corners. Exactly. Uh, that we Teams cannot stack the box like they do against Jimmy now with Trey under center. We've seen it. We saw it last week. We saw it when Trey came in for those few plays against Green Bay on Sunday night, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. They completely change how they 
handle their defense. And it's yep. very noticeable. So I do think that that's something Kyle hopefully will look to exploit. If we see Kyle on his game tomorrow, it might be closer than some people think. Um, I've seen a lot of Cardinals fans saying like, nah, you guys, we're a lot more nervous than you guys think we you know, aren't because we know how – it seems like the Cardinals fans know – that their teams kind of won some games at higher. What's the word I'm looking for? With a larger margin than should have been. Maybe a couple of pick sixes okay. or whatever the case may be. Yeah, but like you said, Matt, divisional games are always kind of kind of tough. To it is in. weird, and and you know they could be due for a letdown or whatever. This could be the game that they they are you know that they're going to be let down and and give up a lot of points and give up a win to San Francisco. Um, I know the 49ers are going to be out there hype for, for Trey Lance's first start. Um, and if they can get out to a good start and not hang the defense out to dry, that could build momentum. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, if they can do that sort of thing, limit Lance's mistakes because he's definitely going to make some. Um, and then just, again, dial up a shot play right off the bat to let them know, hey, we mean business and we'll go down the field. Um, if they have to worry about – Trey's deep ball that just opened things up over the middle. It opens up the run game for them. Um, it opens up RPOs. It opens up a plethora of things. Trey just has to really be good and dialed in on those short throws. And he hasn't been so far. So exactly. That's yeah. what I worry about. Um, uh, you know, also the Cardinals are still a very young team. I know that they added guys like AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins, but I think overall they're still they got a young head coach, young quarterback under center. They now have the entire NFL's eyes on them. They're the lone undefeated team in the NFL. They got everything. They got everybody's attention. Can they handle it? That's a lot of pressure. Um, good teams win the games they're supposed to win. I know a lot of analysts, a lot of fans are saying they should beat the 49ers. Let's see if they do, um, because it's going to be a true test for both teams, not just yeah. the Niners, for both teams. Absolutely. And it's going to be interesting, too. Um, I think that people are starting to prop up Cliff Kingsbury as like this good coach. And I still I think, again, I think it's a situation where Kyler Murray is just so immensely talented and they have good skill position players that it's hiding the mistakes that Cliff Kingsbury is going to make, because I just don't I just don't see it with Cliff Kingsbury. I just don't think he's very good. I just think that they've had some situations where Kyler Murray has just made some phenomenal plays and we, and we've seen it. I mean, we've seen, there was a pass, I think it was week two where, I mean, it was ridiculous. He just looked really good. So yeah, if they can limit what Kyler Murray can do off schedule, I think that that will help them out in terms of getting the win. Um, And really, I think that part of that is, Build sustained drives with Trey Lance, whether that's through the run, whether that's through the pass, and keep the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands. Don't let him get in a rhythm, and that'll help them uh, overcome the the you know the just dual threat ability that Kyler Murray has to just make you look silly with highlight plays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's going to be very difficult for the 49ers defense. That's why they need the offense to keep up. Um, and the 49ers defense did their part last week against the Seahawks. Unfortunately, it was the offense that couldn't do their job. We're going to have to see. Um, how different will this offense look with Trey under center, though, Matt? Um, it's going to look a lot different just because of the nature of him being able to be mobile, him being able to escape. I mean, that fourth and ten play is like a perfect microcosm of something that Trey can give you that Jimmy can't. Where would Jimmy have gone with that ball? You know, uh, he juicer, wouldn't have escaped the pocket like that. It would have been a juicer kittle on the flat for a three yard gain. Right. And it's, it's you know, so that adds an extra dimension, um, the ability to escape. There's another play where Lance rolled out left and he was able to find, I think it was uh, Debo underneath where it looked like the defense was closing. They were playing the, the run and Debo was able to squeeze behind the defense and Lance got it to him. So if Lance can make those plays, and add that extra dimension that Jimmy just can't. You know, you have to respect Lance's ability to run, and therefore that opens up the pass. But if you start playing the pass too heavily, now Lance has lanes to run. It's a pick your poison. It's something that the 49ers haven't had in a long time. Um, you know, again, if if Lance can develop, it'll be something they haven't had since Steve Young. So it's exciting, man. It really is. Um 
it, it's it's going to look a lot different in the sense that they're going to actually be able to do things that Kyle Shanahan has not be, been able to do with Jimmy under center. Um, and I think we're going to actually see some deep shots like we talked about earlier. We're going yep. to see defenses have to respect that and respect uh, Lance's legs too because they don't respect Jimmy's arm or his legs. And well, and here's the thing. Lance fair. is able to throw that throw outside the numbers that Jimmy can't, which is namely that that stick route on the outside, those curls um, past the first down marker, that Jimmy just seems to get out there so casually and so slowly that the defense is able to close in on those. Those are going to come out like piss missiles. Yeah, There's that term again. Um, absolute rockets out of, out of his hands, out of Lance's hands. And, you know, we need obviously we need the receivers to hold on to those. Um, but him getting those out there, again, adds another dimension. Okay, Lance is beating us deep. We need to play off coverage. Oh, crap. Now they're running curl routes. We can't get there in time. And Lance has the arm to get it out there before we can react. It's little things. But if Lance can execute, and that's the key, is Lance being able to go out there shake off some of the nerves that he had when he first came into the game uh, against Seattle in the second half and just go out there and execute. It doesn't have to be perfect execution, but even just good execution. He has enough tools in his tool belt to be able to sustain the 49ers offense in ways that we haven't seen. So I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if he can do that. Um, it remains to be seen. I Again, I think that he's so raw that mistakes are going to be made. And I think that people need to be patient with that. I know they won't on Twitter. Um, the first time he throws a pick, all the Jimmy stands are going to be out there, like full-on meltdown. And then the first time he throws a touchdown, all the Trey stands are going to tell the Jimmy stands that you know their guy is washed or whatever. Yeah. It's a complete mess. All we want is 49ers to win and be able to build going forward. <laughs> so um, all this one guy versus the other guy, again, like I always say, it's always about the logo. It's not about the name on the back. So – Whoever's out there, we want them to do as well as possible. But be, be, be prepared for Lance to have some rookie struggles because he's not going to have that consistency yet. He's had a week of meaningful regular season practices. Rather than being the backup, now he's the starter getting those those first-team reps. And John Lynch talked about it on KMBR where the first-team guy gets 95% of the snaps. The backup doesn't really get much. Now Lance is getting the bulk of those snaps. So now we can start to see how he develops over the course of this week going into the bye, coming out of the bye, and then going forward. Yeah. Which is just insane, right? How do you expect to develop your rookie quarterback getting 5% of the snaps every right. week? It's it's not it's not logical. Um, we got a super chat from Fernando. Thank you very much, Fernando. He said, great show, Absolutely. guys. Lance is the future star. Jimmy G throws hospital balls that, get, that hurt Kittle. Uh, dude, a week later, I still don't understand how his ACL is intact because that looked terrible. He folded completely terrible. backwards. Backwards, folded. Yeah, like a lawn yeah. chair. Uh, JR, this is a good point as well. Our chances go up to get past interferences too with Sir Lance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they're going deep and then you get those 50-50 balls, yeah, that's where a lot of those pass interferences come from yep. is those guys hand fighting down the field, and you see it all the time. It's like you get bailed out on a deep pass because the DB is getting grabby because the wide receiver got a little bit of separation on him, and they know they have to stop it. So. Yep. How often yeah, do we see it with Aaron Rodgers? That was yep. like their go-to. Who's out third and whatever? Let's just throw it up and let the refs throw the flag, because yep. these DBs they'd rather give up the 20, 30 yard chunk than get beat for a touchdown. Live to play another snap. That's probably how their coach, which is fair. But with Jimmy doing that, it usually got picked. So yep. let's just see with Lance. He's got the arm. Uh, Terrence says, somebody posted trade George Brittle and Jimmy Glassopolo to Washington for 2022 second and fourth. I don't think that George is brittle. I think that George doesn't differentiate when he needs to go 120% and when he needs to slow his roll a little bit. You know, Again, the microcosm of this phenomenon with George Kittle to me is the preseason against the Raiders where the one pass he caught – he went head up with two defenders, and there was no reason for him to do so. It's the preseason. Mm -hmm. Like, just get out of bounds, George. And he just he could not do it. George has to be saved from himself. And I think that the coaches really need to do a better job of instilling that into him. Like, you don't have to make him play less hard, but make him play more smart. You know, there's no need for, for all that. We know you can carry four guys down the sideline while getting your face mask nearly ripped off. We know this. You don't have to do it every time. 
Um, and I think that it's it's one of the weaknesses of George Kittle is that, you know, for as hard as he plays, he lacks a little bit of, of situational awareness with his body. He lacks a little bit of, of control with his body. I think he has a little bit of a hero complex yeah. where he feels like he has to do everything and he's there to save the day. And sometimes you have to live to play another down. It's We criticize quarterbacks that don't slide when they run. Um, I think that George rightfully should take some criticism for when he, you know, tries to go a little too hard. I mean, just relax a little bit, man. It's not take the first down. You don't, you know, take the 11 yards. You don't need the 14. And it's just, it's one of those things where he's, he's really got to learn how to protect himself. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, I think we should, we should discuss this Matt, because it's been the talk of Twitter and I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, we saw people tweeting out the picture of, I forget which Cardinal player saying that Trey um, Lance is no Kyler Murray. With Marcus, a, Gold, Go, Marcus Golden. Golden, which was a quote, in my opinion, taken completely out of context because he spent the first minute praising basically Trey Lance. And then he kind of finished up with propping up his teammate saying, but he's not Kyler Murray, you know, which basically any teammate is going to say. But of course, right. the media takes those clicks. Um, so that quote gets taken, just that sentence, post on Instagram. George Kittle likes it, and mm. 49ers fans were kind of burning their hair over it, getting a little outrage, you know, saying, oh, this is a sign that George doesn't like Trey. And then also he now goes on IR the day that Trey is announced the starter the day before, and their conspiracy theory mind is grinding on all gears what do you make of this? Because I'll give you how I interpret it after after you give me your. Thoughts. I think 49ers fans need jobs, <laughs> or something, or hobbies, or something. I th- you're reading too much into it. I think it's bulletin board material. Yep. Of course, Trey Lance isn't Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's a third year pro. Why don't you go back and look at Kyler Murray when he was a rookie and all the interceptions that he was throwing and all the mistakes that he was making? Um, and then come and tell me about Kyler Murray being five nine and 180 pounds, and then compare that to, you know. Trey Lance, who's six four to twenty five, so of course they're not the. Of course they're not the same player. But why would they be? Um, and I don't think that anybody should be making a, a comparison. But I think that George is saying like, all right, we, we got something for you. You know, uh, George has never been the type of guy to me who who buries his teammates. George is always the guy that pumps people up. So anybody who's saying like George is faking an injury because he likes Jimmy or this and this and that. I just don't think that that's George. And if it was, then he doesn't belong on this team. But can anybody really look back on all the times that George Kittle has been mic'd up and how excited that he gets for things and then say, especially given this entire week where George is, you know, kind of pumping up Trey Lance too. Um, you can't tell me that George is out there, you know, again, we talk about George Kittle having only one speed, hundred miles an hour. And now you're going to tell me he's going to sandbag and pout because his guy isn't playing. I just I don't buy it um, or that he's going to bury Trey Lance because he doesn't like Trey. I mean, there's no reason not to like Trey. I don't think that George Kittle is that petty. He's always been like that team first guy. So to me, it doesn't hold water. Yeah, exactly. Um, and look, the way I took it was exactly like you said, bulletin board material in the sense that George Kittle liked it saying, OK, well, we'll see. You know, I, I this is me acknowledging the fact that this was said and I'm putting this out there for everybody to see. It's not like George is unaware that everybody can see he liked this photo. It's very right. common knowledge. So I think it was way too much, like you said, right. get a job. Don't think about it that seriously. It's social There's media. also the phenomenon of players being more tight-knit despite teams than fans are. Mm-hmm. Like these dudes all like each other. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. we saw before the season began, he was on um, – gosh, I can't think of his name right now. Rich – NFL Network, um, Rich Eisen, Rich Eisen show talking about how special Trey Lance was, and you yeah. can see how gifted he is. I don't see it. I, I think Kittle, like I said, it was just posting his bulletin board saying, "All right, well, we'll see. You know, we'll see how it goes." Yeah. But I just need to ask you for it. Um, Ian Sharp says Josh Allen in year one, maybe possibly. Yeah, I mean, Trey Lance. Listen, a lot of people after Josh Allen's first year were like, "Oh, he's a bust. He's going to be trash. He's going to be this and that." And now it's like, "Oh, Josh Allen's really good." exactly they can't they can't all pop like like justin herbert did that's just not realistic you know exactly um and i also think too i've had our own twitter followers say trey has shown that he doesn't have it 
Let's just wait for Jimmy to get healthy. This was before Jimmy was announced that he was out, right? People were saying, no, no, no. We need to go back to Jimmy. Trey shown he's not it. It's just mind-boggling to me that after one half of football, where he played relatively well, scored two touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over, that yeah. was enough for you to write him off as not ready, not good mm-hmm. enough. But let's go back to the guy who's in year eight, and we're still saying one, just one more, one more season. He's going to get it together this year. He's going to develop. Yes. Yeah. He's going to work on his deep ball and his foot footwork this off season. Yeah. yeah. At the same time that the defense again got him five three and outs. They didn't have a first down until late in the first half, um, until they scored on that first touchdown drive, and. Jimmy Garoppolo had another terrible pick where he didn't see, again, the weak side hook defender. Yep. Um, can't throw outside the numbers. Had another hospital ball to Kittle. At one point, you go like, no, listen, maybe Trey Lance isn't it yet, but we know Jimmy isn't it. It's just – it's so it's so silly. I think a lot of the fans are, are watching football for today and not thinking about 49ers for the next 10 to 15 years. Well said. Um Ian Sharp says, no surprises with Jimmy anymore. Yeah, exactly. Nope. We know who he is. We know who he is. Um, let's get into this this preview. We'll start to give our predictions, and then we'll wrap things up here, guys. Uh, let you get on with your Saturday night. Watch the fight. If you're going to watch the fight. Um, all right, Matt. Give me – we don't normally do a key to victory, but if you could do one key to victory for the 49ers against Cardinals mm-hmm. tomorrow, what would it be? Defense needs to get takeaways. Okay. Plain and simple. Is there a number? Um, at least two, at least two, at least two. I'll just put it this way. The 49ers in general need to win the turnover battle, but a lot of that is the defense needs to force some turnovers. They've only got one and that's not enough. No, it's not. No. Um, my key to victory, we talked about it earlier would be the running game. I think they need to run 40 times. You got Elijah Mitchell healthy. That's a lot of running. Trey Sermon split up between three. Sermon, Mitchell, and Lance. If you get like – yeah, I mean, that means Lance is throwing like 18 times. Well, I mean, Jimmy threw eight, so we'll see. Lance threw 18 times like in the second half last week. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see. But I, I, if they control the clock, have a successful running game, and have a above-average day to good day from the defense, I actually like the Niners' chances tomorrow – but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And, and, and Terrence says it here. The D-line needs to get home. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult with Kyler, but I agree. Um, they need to get him. They need to not lose contain because that's huge. If you lose contain, it's as good as a first down or a touchdown. Kyler's lethal once he gets outside of the pocket. Um, Fernando says the key will be the offense has to start hot. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um all right, Matt. At the very least, extend drives. Um, at least enough to where – I mean, I'm glad they signed a kicker. Um, at least, you know, Joey Sly might be able to hit some field goals. No no offense to Wish, who was put in a tough spot pregame, but they have to be able – I mean, that game could be different if, you know, they get that three points or they get that that extra point or whatever. So Exactly, yeah. Uh, Debbie says, not trying to be funny, but for real, maybe Jimmy should have his eyes checked. His parafocal vision is just a bit off to me. I think he just has tunnel vision. I just don't think that he does well under pressure. So, yeah, but he maybe he should. Maybe he should. Um, yeah. All right, offensive and defensive MVPs. You guys comment yours in the chat as well. I'll go first. It's got to be Trey Lance. I got to go with Trey Lance. I'm probably taking the easy offensive one. But in order for the 49ers to win, Trey Lance has to play well. I'm going to say 250 yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown, and a pick. I think he throws a pick. Okay. I also think that it's going to be Trey Lance. I mean, it's pretty obvious who we who we both have to go with. Um, I think that he has one passing touchdown, one interception, but I also think that he has a rushing touchdown. Um, 55 yards on the ground, 190 or so through the air. But provided the defense gets his, you know, gets his job done, that should be enough. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, real quick, I forgot to bring up the Cardinals 
injury report. So let me pull that up before we wrap things up and give our defensive MVP predictions. Uh, this is for Jennifer Lee Chan, um, out Byron Murphy, uh, corner and tackle Justin Murray, questionable Kelvin Beecham, uh, running back Eno Benjamin, running back Chase Edmonds, corner Antonio Hamilton, tight end Max Williams, and corner Marco Wilson. Max Williams, I think, is huge, equally as big as Chase Edmonds, because I, I know he's been a really big threat for the Cardinals this season. Yeah. So, yeah. Not Debo. That's a good one, too. Debo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just think that it's his, it's Lance's first start. So, I mean, that's where we're going to go, right? That's fair. Um, because. As for as good as Debo is, it's going to be dependent upon Trey Lance to be able to get him the ball. So we need to figure that out. Yep. Uh, Terrence um, says, I think Trey Sermon runs for 115 and two TDs. Could see it. Yeah. He looks good. And we know where I'm going on defense, by the way. Let's hear it. Nick Bosa, three sacks and a forced fumble. All right. I love it. Uh, gosh, <laughs> defensive MVP for me. This is always a tricky one. I'm going to go with Emmanuel Mosley. He's oh. played extremely well. He's got a tough matchup. Uh, the Cardinals have a really good receiver core with Hopkins, Green, Romdale Moore. Green, by the way, has just found new life in Arizona, which is ridiculous. Everybody you know, wrote him off as dead with Cincinnati. Apparently, he just didn't really like playing there anymore. So he is now resurging in Arizona which is unfortunate yeah. for Niners, but you love to see it either way. I'm going to go yep. with uh, Mosley. I think Mosley has a pick tomorrow against the Cardinals, and I think he does well in coverage as well. Perfect. Wow, Terrence has Tart with 10 tackles and a pick. All right. 10 tackles, man. That's high. Yeah. All right, Matt. You know what time it is. Final score. Uh, why don't you go first on this one? <laughs> This is tough, man. This is really tough because the fan in me wants to predict a win, but logically, I just don't know if they can. So I'm going to say, unfortunately, they're going to lose a close one. And I think it's something to where we can still come here tomorrow in our post-game show. Join us right after, guys. We'll be here live and still say it's okay because of this. And I, I think it's going to be... 31 to 24 Arizona. 31 24 Arizona. All right. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that boat. I think it's going to be even worse, though. I think it's 38 24 Arizona. Okay. I just think that I just think that it's a lot to ask for Trey Lance to go on the road to an undefeated team's house in his first NFL start, in his first time using the silent count uh, with no George Kittle. Um, with a defense where you're kind of just piecemealing together DBs against Hopkins, Green, and Kirk, uh, I, I think that's a big ask. And I'm, what I'm hoping is that I'm I'm kind of like reverse karmaing the 49ers because I picked them to win a lot this year and they haven't. So that's part that's part of it. I want to see if we can just kind of reverse flow this thing. But um, I think that if if the 49ers can't come out cracking, then the game's going to get away from them pretty early. Yeah, exactly. Sa same here. Um, we've, we've picked them to win in games where they probably shouldn't have. I picked them to win last week, which they actually almost did. Um, yeah. But I, I think I got to go with Arizona. I just got it. Logically speaking, I got to go with it. They've shown too much. And until yeah. we know what we get from Trey in four straight quarters, we really can't predict um, right. barely. It, again, on the road, it's a big ask. On the road, and he's got to deal with with Jones and Watt and Buda Baker and you know all these guys. So yeah, that's a lot to deal with. Guys, drop your final score predictions in the chat. Tweet them to us. Get them to us however you can. Um, if you get it right, we'll send you some free merch. We can send you our new Debo um, merch. Which, by the way, if you guys can't tell, the the font it's kind of uh, mirroring the Friday, the movie Friday font. It's that same style. Just because, you know, he's on the bike and everything. We had to do it. Shout out to Steve. He helped me with the concept. So we'll send you that if you guys get it right or whatever else you choose. If you want something else from our merch store, comment in the live chat, take a screenshot, uh, comment on the YouTube video if you're watching after. Um, and if you're listening, guys, really, you're going to get the full experience on our YouTube channel. 
you'll get it live and you'll get the full experience. We get we put up the audio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify afterwards, but this is a visual show. So go and check out our YouTube yeah. channel um, and subscribe. We're trying to get 2,000 subscribers so we can give away a 49ers jersey. We gained a lot over the last day. Also, Matt, I almost forgot. I told all of you guys here last week, if Trey Lance leads the 49ers to a victory, I will give away a Trey Lance jersey to one of our YouTube subscribers. So if you're watching here and you're not subscribed, subscribe. And if the Niners win tomorrow, you could win a Trey Lance jersey. Yeah. It's close. I mean, I honestly do. That's just... Yeah. Uh, I just don't think we have it on the back end. They're averaging 35 a game. They're averaging 35, right. And unfortunately, the 49ers defense is right now, it's below average. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see how it shapes out, guys. We're erring on the side of caution. Just so. Again, I'm trying to jinx my. I think I'm a jinx. And so if I predict the Cardinals, I'm hoping the 49ers come out. We don't know how that's going to happen. So. I'll gladly come on here tomorrow and eat all the crow if I'm wrong because I'd rather have a 49ers victory. Yeah, so. Exactly, exactly. Um, I think that's going to do it, guys. Shout out to our other podcasts on the 49ers Hive Network, Niner Game Podcast with Dion and Forever Faithful, Brandon and Christian. Go and check them out, guys, if you haven't already. That's going to do it for us. Like I said, we will be live immediately following the game tomorrow with all of our thoughts, good or bad. We'll be here to break it down, so make sure you guys join us for that. Yep, go ahead. Follow us on all our show, socials. Socials. Uh, can't speak right now. Uh, we're going to be watching the game with beta breath. It's going to be really exciting to see Trey Lance's first NFL game. I hope that I'm a jinx, um, and I hope the 49ers can pull out a victory. So with that in mind, as always, go Niners.